Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Good evening, Gabby. Good evening, TC, and welcome all to part 69 of our weekly podcast, The Current View, Then and Now, with the idol of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran, and supporting the Jeff Astle Foundation. How's things, mate? Fine. Other than, uh, you know, the season, having no fans in the in the stadium, yep. you know, trying to watch these football matches, something exciting, but without the fans, it's not as, um, it doesn't seem as entertaining and passionate and... Uh, excitement about it all. I think definitely there's an argument that watching a game with the fans in the stadium is far more entertaining than watching the same game without fans. I do watch the games with the uh, the fan noise on rather than with just the noise of the players, but you're absolutely right and you know for the rest of the season I can't honestly see a game where fans are going to be allowed in the way things are going. No, no, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I think they'll be more stricter uh, with it now until yeah. end of the season. I really yeah. do. Um, what is it? The the national leagues have all. When I said the national leagues, the one below the conference, I think. Uh, yeah. Have all been called off now, haven't they? Yeah, it's uh, it isn't getting any better. There's an argument that it's getting worse, but you know we uh, hopefully we can continue with the Premier League and, and some of the uh, the other leagues as well, get as much football as we can and I believe in uh, in February, I'm just reading the paper today, the uh, Premier League bosses have confirmed all games will be shown live um, from Saturday week until the end of February, so more good news for armchair supporters like us What are you doing son, you're doing the washing up? No, I've just uh, put some new curtains up and I've just taken the things down. I was just picking them off up floor because I just stood on one. So uh, that's they? what I was doing. Are they plastic or metal ones, TC? Metal ones. Oh, metal they, ones. They do hurt, don't they? Yeah, and I've just stood on one. I thought I'd better put them out of the way before I forget all about them. Absolutely. Magic moments, TC. What have you sourced from all the games of football that we're watching? And I don't know how the players are getting on. I don't know how everybody else is getting on. But I'm almost knackered watching and trying to keep up. And we're doing this podcast on the Thursday night, which probably is better with the midweek games because almost all the midweek games and last weekend's games, obviously, are finished now. But it's Liverpool versus Burnley tonight, isn't it? Well, the thing... The thing... With you and uh, for you is that um, what people don't understand. You're not only doing me, you're doing obviously your own job, and then you're doing uh, other podcasts or doing other uh, interviews with other uh, top ex players. So you you are kept busy. I yeah. don't know how your missus puts up with you in one sense, uh, all the time that you spend on these type of things. But uh, it, you're right. It's good in one sense because come Thursday. You, you can have a look at everything. What's what's going on? Yeah. I mean, you can change. You can change your um, mind from game to game. I mean, Sterling's goal the other night. Yeah. A beautiful free kick. Uh, I want to give a good mention to the young boy at Emil Smith Rowe. Smith Rowe. Tremendous. Tremendous. You know, I mean, we have got a lot of great young talent coming through, and uh, and I put a lot of that down to all these foreign coaches because mm. yes, the big English coaches in there, but to be di- when I said dictated, I don't mean like to use that word because it's like you know uh, what the 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 foreign coaches will have en- emphasis is is working on uh, the technique, yeah, uh, and looking for the players what's got a, a natural football brain, so that's showing in our players. So if we can get the right manager. People will knock me because at the end of the day, you know, what's Southgate done wrong? He hasn't done no wrong. Well, what's mm. he done? Yeah. He's not won, no. Mm. You know, he had a great chance with the World Cup. We finished up getting knocked out in the quarterfinals, wasn't it? Quarterfinals? Yeah. Semi-finals. You know, semi-finals. Semi-finals against Croatia. Semi- 
Yeah, yeah semi-final, everybody sells. You know, uh, he done marvellous, but when you looked how the results went, or the, uh, the draw went, it went everything in, in England's favour. And um, to get beat by Croatia, it's only a small bloody nation. Yeah. You know, uh, it's not much bigger than Scotland, I don't think. So no. um, I don't look at that as being successful. Uh, yes, they're trying to play the right football, but it's still at times when under Southgate, it's, it's slow football. So going back to, to the, the magic moment, I want to put those two in, but the goal that the lad, is it Dembele, what scored? In Dembele, yeah. In, in, in Dombele. In Dombele, yeah, that's yeah. the name. In, in Dombele. Uh, the goal against um, Sheffield United. Yeah. Everything about it uh, was pure class and... Mm. To get it back over his shoulder and get it right over the to the far post, and uh, the people will look at that with the keeper and everything else. But for me, that was a that was a magic moment. But Sterling's free kick, I want to mention, and like I said, uh, Ebel uh, Smith Rowe, I want to give him a mention because he's another one what's talented. So they were my magic moments uh, this week. What was your magic moment? Well, I, I'm, a, I'm getting to be a big, big fan of Emil Smith-Rowe. When Arsenal play now, I, I do watch Arsenal. Um, when Arsenal played pretty much under previous managers, not Arsene Wenger, but, but others that have followed, I'd turn them off because they didn't fill me really with anything. But Saka... I think he's a tremendous player, Smith Rowe. Oh, they've they've got some good young players coming through. Yeah, and uh, and I, I said from from uh, day one about Arteta, and he will turn out a top manager. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Then. Yeah, absolutely spot on too. So, so uh, I am getting to be a big fan of of Arsenal and the way Arsenal play. Um, Amiobi, his second goal for Forest against Millwall. I yeah. thought it was tremendous the way that he got the ball deep run and then put it into the uh, old onion bag. I don't uh, know if you saw the goal. I don't know if you saw the goal for Crew. It was a corner. No. Um, played out to the edge of the box, uh, full back, not edge of the box centre, but full back mm. on the right hand side. Um, played back to him. The the guy who took the corner took the corner kick came out. Someone made a run in. Boy played it in. Uh, cross it into the centre forward, Thomas. I think Thomas or Thomas Summit, mm. and he scored the goal. Uh, that was another fantastic goal. You know what I mean? So it's up and down the goals uh, we do see. Even though you know, when there's fans there, it makes it even more exciting when you see great goals. Oh, absolutely! You know, but it where, just take that. It just take that edge away for me. Where did you see the crew uh, goal and, and game? Are you watching Quest on um, on Saturday night at nine o'clock? Sometimes I watch yeah. it, but you know, yeah, I tell you, where, I tell you where I watch it uh, on the uh, catch up on the yeah, um, yeah. on the um, on the Sky thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you see them all. They go through all the leagues. And some, some great goal scored. Absolutely fabulous goal scored. I just think that football is just fantastic. When people, you know, bemoan that the uh, the game is void of, of talented players these days, I look in and I think, yeah, OK, the, the game's different. It is different to the 70s. We had the entertainers, we had the Mavericks, we had everything and, and much more. But there is such a lot of quality to uh, to pick out these days. And, of course, everything is on the telly and broadcast. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne's pass against Crystal Palace. It's oh. phenomenal. His 100th assist. I mean, I must have seen about ten of them. Yeah. This week, this week, week football. Yeah. Honestly, from different players. Yeah, I know. They've just been brilliant. And you know, uh, a couple again, Manchester City, and a couple of for Aston Villa. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I go on magic moments, but I don't like to keep mentioning because people think get obsessed with him. Even though I thought uh, Manchester City dominated the game. Yeah, they did. Uh, Jack Grealish's performance has proved all along that we were right about yeah. him. You know, he would walk into any any any, any team. Um, and people are saying to me that Villa uh, could have won it. Yeah, of course they could have won it. But if, yeah. if, if Manchester City score any one of the chances they had yeah. before Villa had their chance. And I, as you know, I like Dean Smith. Yeah. And I like how Aston Villa, you know. But I have to say, Manchester City, it must be horrible for them week in, week out, playing mm-hmm. teams what? Uh, play defensive football, yeah, and I mean defensive football. Mm. I, I wrote a couple of things uh, this year, as, as you know about, and I, I wrote about Man United. Uh, yeah. 
I wouldn't swap their front three and don't discard them because mm-hmm. you can. I could see there was some improvement in them. I think Manchester City are going to... Well, I don't think... For me, Manchester City will win the league. Yep. But Manchester United is going to run them a lot close. I think Liverpool will still come back into it. Mm-hmm. I do. I mean, once they get uh, uh, one or two other players back, uh, they have it a bit of a bad foot, uh, patch. But to play the consistent football they did for uh, two seasons is phenomenal. I know you have always been... Uh, not critical, but always thought they could improve in midfield, and mm. I do agree with you 100% on that. But I wrote on my wall about that, and the reason why I give Man United a chance is is for this. Manchester City will find it difficult because of everybody defends against them, practically. Everybody defends against them. When you look at Villa, Villa are a good team, yeah. and the kid caused sister problems. Mm. Right, but that's because the the counter the counter yeah. attack when when it broke down when I said broke down when City were having shots and missing chances and everything else, and then it brought to a, a, a Villa play they counter attacked. Yeah, it could the, the uh, Villa could have won that game easily one nil. Yeah, yeah. Because the way I was defending, yeah, it, it, it taking a spectacular goal mm. um, to um, to get to Manchester City uh, getting the first goal. And then the, the 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 problem with the second goal, with the first goal, second goal, when when Dean Smith got sent off because of um, you know the VAR, which the VAR is a complete joke. It's not VAR; it's the people what run VAR are doing VAR. The only but thing it, is, and we will see. Do... Man, when, when, just one second. When, mm. when, when Manchester United, uh, when Fergie were there, teams used to be petrified of good Old Trafford. They're not yeah. as much, even though they're they're doing all right. They're not as so. That's what for me will give Manchester uh, Manchester United a bit of a chance because mm. it's going to take a lot, it's going to take a lot out of Manchester City frustration and everything else. Uh, you know, a lot of the fans don't want Manchester City to win because whoever's winning games like like whether it's Manchester City, whether it's Chelsea, whether it's Arsenal, whether it's Liverpool, whether it's Man United, a lot of fans want the underdogs to win, don't yeah. they? Yeah, they do. So that's why I give Man United. People don't look at it like that. Mm. And people say I listen to people turn around and say Manchester City overpass. Can any can any one of those pun, top pundits come and tell me? Mm. Can any fan tell me why do Manchester City overpass? Mm. They can't throw it into box. Yeah. They've got eight. There's six, seven, eight players into box. Yeah, exactly. What are they playing against? Exactly. They don't understand it. Yeah, I've been horrible to them. They just so. do not understand it. They have to overpass sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Because where the where could they put the ball? Yeah, absolutely. You've got to, you've got to take players on, and City have got players that 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 offer offer the ball to the defender. Comes in, tries to take it, bang, he's gone round the other side. They draw players out, they pass, they move that ball quickly. And you're right, they have to play like that because they're playing against defensive lines. And you're right, if you just put the ball into the into the area, the defenders will just head it back out to you. So you have to pass, you have to keep passing. Great point, a great point that putting into. Now, what areas, what spaces are in the box when you when you've got? Because it's one thing about mm-hmm. Premier League teams; they are more organised than they were years ago, defend defensive wise. Yep. There is no Aston Villa giving them no space whatsoever. And let me tell you something: you can see Aston Villa; they've improved big time. Oh yeah. And they've improved big time. Mm-hmm. And under Jack Grealish, they've got a match winner. Yeah. And they've got other good players. I like the kid, what they've got from Brentford. Is it what, what, what Yeah, Ollie Watkins. He was unlucky Watkins. last night. Yeah, you know, the they've got class. plenty of players in there. Mm. And I like, you know, I like Dean Smith. Yeah. You know, and he's trying to play some good stuff, trying to play some good football. But Jack stood out. I was thinking to myself, watching the game, if Jack were playing in this Manchester City, oh, yeah. he might have been, he might have been one of them because even though I like Sterling, he doesn't go past people like Jack can, does he? No, he doesn't. No. You know what I mean? No. And when you've got somebody who can go past people like that, yeah. it's got to get, it's got to commit other players to come off their marker. Could you imagine Jack Grealish played in the centre of midfield with Kevin De Bruyne feeding <laughs> feeding the likes of Phil Foden, and it's mouth-watering for England because that's what I would do with England. I play Phil Foden as a striker in a three, and I play Jack Grealish with Madison and 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 any other in that midfield role because I think that we've got great players. I mean, I, I thought he played it equally as well and all, the young boy Fodden for uh, City. <laughs> I yeah. told you before, when you've got players like that, when I wrote about Jack walking into Liverpool, Barcelona, Real Madrid, people, one or two people 
uh, you know, it's I'm crazy. They want to look at themselves. Yeah, absolutely. They're like sheep. Yeah, absolutely. They're, honestly, they're the like same. sheep, yeah. but they're like, you know, I'm not trying to tell people to the fact they're like sheep. Because yeah. somebody tells them, roll your sleeves up, work hard. Mm. That's the biggest load of rubbish I've heard in my, in my life. Yeah. Because if you get two teams play uh, narrow football, it's the strongest of the two who wins. Yeah. And that's all that is. Mm. So, City after overpass yeah. because they're trying to find holes. Yeah. They're trying to find space. Yeah. They're trying to find gaps. Yeah. And that's why they'd overpass. They don't throw it into the box for sake of throwing it into the box. For the start, they don't have a, a natural centre forward. Mm. And it's like this, they make me laugh with this false number nine. What is it false number nine? It's 11 against 11. <laughs> and what City do, they play football to keep the ball. Yeah. To pull people out of areas. Absolutely. You know, so what's so. the point in having a big number nine up there to throw balls into box for the for the opposition to edit clear. Yeah, absolutely. City don't play that way. You, you're right. Lots of football teams in this country now don't play that way. And I think you're right. The influence of and the uh, the foreign coaches coming into our game certainly has made a hell of a difference. And James Madison's goal uh, against Southampton and his performances recently. Massive fan. But I think my magic moment, the top one, was Thomas Muller's pass. Um, the weekend was. But was just... it as good as De Bruyne's? Yeah, I thought it was. I just thought it was such a. I death mean, they were absolutely oh. fabulous. I know. But I, I was saying to this, there must have been about ten of them this this weekend. Yeah, I just love, I just love the way that Thomas Muller just pulled off his marker. Just he just rolled his ankle and played the ball into Lewandowski. Who, who, who don't be surprised if Manchester City don't buy him. Yeah, I think he's a great player. I think City do need to, to, to get a forward. Lewandowski would be round the top of my shopping list, as would Haaland. I think they're the two best strikers. Well, if uh, I were Man United, if I was Man United, I'd sign Jack Grealish tomorrow. If I was the you manager of any team, you don't rent I'd... your bank. You don't, you know. Yeah. But whatever it's going to cost me to get him, you know, oh, I'd get him. Hundred percent. If I if I was he, Gareth, he definitely make, he would make the difference of them challenging. For, yeah. for all the competitions. Yeah, absolutely. If I was the manager of any team, I would have Jack Grealish as the first name on my team sheet. That's what I think of Jack. I think the kid is mustard and I think he's absolutely world-class. What annoyed, well, annoyed me, didn't annoy me. Was it right? Was it wrong? It was a legal goal, however, in England. Having said that, if the if the game was played in Italy, France, Spain, World Cup, Euros, that goal would have been disallowed for offside. It was a crazy scenario. And the makers of the rules in this country, if that's a legal goal, if he's onside by doing that, the lawmakers are idiots. Well, well that same referee. Yeah. Right. And we, you, it can be, I'm not disagreeing with you on what you're saying. Yeah. But that same referee. There'll be the same incident when he referees again. I'm not mm. about the next time. There'll be another incident like that, and he'll disallow that goal. Yeah, but in 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 as it stands within the laws of the game in this country, not any other country, but in this country. I was listening to what your pal Keith Hackett today, and he he was defining it. It was a goal. He was not offside. By Mings touching that ball made him active and he wasn't offside in the second phase of play. But for anybody that watches football, loves it, understands it, that goal should have been ruled off. He was offside. And I don't see any way that you can play that and think that he's well, onside. Hackett's right. Hackett's right. Yeah. Because he's the last man to touch it. But the problem is... yeah. You know when you make a when a player makes a run and somebody plays a ball through, yeah, right, and they give offside, yeah, that's the same thing because once he's played that ball, mm -hmm. the kid's offside before yeah. it hits things. Yeah, 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 he's offside. So, I mean, I like Keith Hackett, and he and, and he, he comes out with some sensible things. Yeah, but the ball, what's it, Mings? Mm -hmm. He's still off. He's still offside when that ball's been played first time. He is. But, but what he was saying... I know what he's saying. I know what he's saying. And and the rule needs changing. It's no, no. the daftness. What, what? I'll tell you what it is, Gabby. Yeah, go on. See, a lot of these are educated people. Yeah. Right? Mm. Seriously, they're, they're, we know one thing, mm. or a few things mean certain things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're educated, they, mm. they make that word 
Yeah. It, it could mean, they could make that mean mm. 20 different meanings to that one word. And that's what they do. Yeah. That's but, what they do. But the because problem is... That is offside. It is offside. That's what anybody says. Yeah. It's offside. It is. But in this country, because of the rule change, is onside. And that's how daft it is. If that game was being played in Italy, that's offside. The flag is up, he's offside. It's, it's, it, in any language of football, he's offside. Apart from in bloody England, where they've changed the offside rule, and now, because Mings touched that ball, he was onside. And it's ridiculous. So what you can do, what I would do if I was Dean Smith next game, I'd get Ollie Watkins to stand by the goalkeeper, whack, whack the ball down onto towards the corner flag. As soon as you put that ball across and he's touched that ball, he ain't offside then. It's just yeah. ridiculous, TC. It's crazy. Listen, I, I understand what you're saying. I really do understand yeah. what you're saying. Mad. It's so frustrating for fans, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is, yeah. It, it is It is frustrating. And players, to be honest. I mean, you know, because it costs people games and everything Well, else. again, Mings had said on his social media accounts that he, I mean, he, didn't, he, he didn't know the rules. Neither did Dean Smith. I mean... Dean Smith asked the, the referee what he had for Christmas. He had juggling balls. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently that's why he sent him off. And again, if I'd have come out with something like that, if I'd have come out with something like that, I got myself into serious my CD because it got sent off. Uh, it's, it's, it just is and beggars belief. Anyhow, we're going to move on, TC, to another regular feature that we do on the uh, the, the podcast, The Current View of the Idle of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran, and you, Book Corner. And I've, I've sourced three books for us this week. Um, it's it's about the story of the UEFA Cup. We did mention last week the story of the Cup Winners' Cup, a tournament that you played and starred in uh, with Everton. Everton went on and won the uh, Cup Winners' Cup in 1985. It's another book written by the same author, Stephen Scragg, and it's called Where the Cool Kids Hang Out or Hung Out. And, it, and it's all about the, the way that the UEFA Cup for some, was greater in terms of quality than both the Cup Winners' Cup and the European Cup. In terms of, you had to win your cup to go in the Cup Winners' Cup. Some of the leagues, some of the countries didn't have tremendous cup competitions and winners. Same as the European Cup, if you get the Icelandic champions and and other nations that aren't particularly that good, you could have an easy game. But with the UEFA Cup, there was f- probably three or four teams from Italy, from Germany, from England. And that, you could argue that that was the most competitive cup to play in. No. But it, I, I, get, I get where you're coming from. But yeah. the, the European Cup, or the, the, the Champions League now is, uh, you always got the best team in it. You know, the best, yeah. team, best team in that, that season. Won the league, same in Holland, same yeah, of in Spain, Spain, you know. So the Champions League, you got the best. You didn't get the runners up, what third and fourth? Yeah. You got you got the best. Mm-hmm. But it's like oh else, all these early rounds, far far too many of them, are not really up to standard to be playing at that level of football. Absolutely, absolutely. And because what anybody says, yeah. they're just not up to it. Yeah. They're never going to win it. Yeah. They're never going to win it. Um, so for them to be playing in it, uh, what's what's it all about? Yeah. Is it about uh, trying to give somebody a dream? Mm. You know, or, or um, trying to make them money? And I get that. I'm sure they could help these clubs in a better way than that mm. uh, by sharing a, a good portion and then still get a, a big whack of it, these big clubs. Yeah. Um, to help these smaller clubs, but it's all about money. And when it's when it's all about money, there's always some form of corruption with it, and, and I'll never change my mind about that. Mm. I think you're right. Where there's money, there's corruption, and let's be truthful: in football and in Europe, there was a hell of a lot of corruption, especially back in those days. I think didn't Brian Clough famously say? I'm not talking to you like you're a bunch of fucking cheats and slammed the door and walked out. I think that's when Derby County got done over by Juventus, if memory yeah. serves me right. Anyone um, pre- match? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. 
it was proven. It, yeah. it was, it, you know, it uh, it was a fixed match. So, and let's, I'm right what I what I say about all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And let's be truthful, Leeds United were done out of a few games as well, yeah. wasn't they? In well, Europe, Bayern Munich. Uh, yeah. Bayern Munich. Yeah, absolutely. You and know. then in 1973, in the cup as well, they got yeah. done over again. I think the referee arrived them um, on the uh, the team's plane. You know, there was such a lot of corruption in Europe, but this looks as though it's a fantastic book, Where the Cool Kids Hung Out by Stephen Scragg. And there's a podcast outside right where Stephen's been interviewed by, uh, by Chris Lee, a podcast that I'm a big fan of, um, they do blogs and podcasts outside, right? So check them out as well, guys. Do sterling work, fantastic work. And uh, more people that making podcasts and educating me, the better, I say, TC, the better. Well, the, the thing about all this, Gabby, is that you, you put the, the, the work and the effort in mm. uh, to bring all these uh, podcasts, these books, to, to the attention of real football fans, what may not have... Uh, known about these books or these podcasts and you're bringing it uh, up into the uh, limelight for them for them as well as the fans uh, to enjoy I mean not everybody will enjoy it it's like not everybody will enjoy ours yeah but you're putting them out there for people to say oh I'll, I'll buy that book I'll have a look at it uh, I'll have a read of that book and same with these podcasts and for me you put a lot of work in for, 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 for fans yeah. and to bring these attention uh, all these type of things to attention for the fans to have a look at and uh, and, and do their own research, to have a look at these uh, podcast books and everything else uh, and educate themselves. If they want to be educated uh, more by these uh, uh, podcasts and books that you, you, you bring into their attention, not only to them, but to all of us. Yeah, absolutely, TC. And that's how I see the current view. We look at everything and I listen to and I read about different people's work. I follow people's work. I enjoy listening and reading other people's work because it educates me. Book number two in the uh, book corner this week is On With The Cosmos, The Steve Hunt Story by Ian McCauley, which is coming out in March next year. I'm looking forward to that because Huddy always told me uh, about life in the NASL. It was absolutely fantastic. He starred for Seattle Sounders as you almost did when um, Alan Hinton tried to bring you over to America. And there's a great uh, documentary called Once in a Lifetime. It's the story of the cosmos. It's the most remarkable documentary I've ever watched. I think it's absolutely fantastic. And I'm going to watch that. Oh, it's brilliant. Uddy always used to say, shaking hands with... Um, uh, uh, it was a Gina. What's his name? Chinaglia. Chin, Chinaglia. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you remember the the, the Italian boy? I think send the forward. Yeah, didn't he play for Lazio or Roma? And he played at Swansea. And, and Swansea. Then he, I was going to say he played at Swansea. Yeah, City. yeah. Uh, China, I can never pronounce his name, but you know the fella I mean. Udi, yeah. Udi used to say it's like shaking hands with Don Corleone. He said he thought he was like a godfather. But <laughs> but the cosmos were, and, and him in his own words in that documentary, he says, I know nobody likes me, but that's just the way I am. And it was just the cosmos was just, well... If you get chance, watch it. It's I'm fantastic. Watch it. And there's also Send another. Me the link, Gabby, will yeah, you? I will do. Yeah. I will do. I periodically post all these up on the Facebook pages and on the yeah. Current View. Uh, you can follow the Current View on Facebook, the Current View, or on Twitter at Current View. So I'm always posting up on there. And another big shout out to a new uh, documentary coming out soon by Rachel Violet daughter of Dennis, a big-time soccer, and that's about the NASL, one of the greatest leagues, in my opinion, ever in the world. Udi and myself, we often talk about those days, and we're both of the opinion that everybody that was somebody players, the world-class yeah. players played there. It was fantastic. Superb. I mean, to play, to play with those type of players, against those type of players. Yeah. You know, uh, they had what dreams are made of, aren't they? You know, absolutely. And to get, you know, when you're a great player yourself, and you look at them, you think, you know, what a player he is. You know, you do when you're playing anywhere, but when you're playing against these world-class players or play, you know, players who played in World Cups. Yeah. And then sometimes a lot of people make certain players uh, world-class, and you think sometimes, what what do they see in him? Yeah. 
you know, but it's it's obviously what you're saying is is hundred percent right, hundred percent. And uh, while we're talking, and we're still on the theme of of NASL, uh, many happy returns to uh, Peter Beardsley, who turned sixty this week. Yeah, uh, Peter Peter Beardsley, uh, Phil Thompson. Uh, but uh, what I'd like to say now, you've now you've mentioned that is uh, I'd like to send my condolences to uh, Peter Swan's family. Uh, one of Sheffield Wednesday's all-time great players who passed away. So uh, that was a bit of a sad news for me today. Was it today? I I didn't see that. Was that today? Well, I've caught it today. So whether it was yesterday or today, you know, it came up on my Facebook wall. You know, uh, it it passed away. So uh, it's sad for all Sheffield Wednesday fans because, make no mistake, he's one of the greatest players uh, of all time at uh, Sheffield Wednesday. For people that don't know, because we do have a lot of um, people that are Sheffield Wednesday fans that listen to the podcast because of you, you were one of their heroes. Talk briefly about Peter Swan, what kind of player and person. Did you get to meet him? Did you know him at all? Oh, I met him, I met him ooh, 20, 20 or 30 times. Yeah. Um, lovely, lovely man. You know, he would always uh, encourage you. He'd always say to, you know, always try what you think's right. Yeah. But don't let managers think that you're not listening to them. Yeah. He, he would always encourage you. As a player, as a player, you, you look at any centre-back. Mm. You know, I put him I put him on uh, a par with Bobby Moore, yep. but quicker. Yeah. He was that kind of player. Uh, what cost him is England players, obviously. Mm-hmm. You've got Bobby Moore, it's like Ray Clemens and, and Peter Shilton, the manager's got to pick one or the other. Mm-hmm. Whereas you had one manager playing him one week and, and that that was not good to anyone. Mm-hmm. But Peter had, uh, him and the other two, um, Bronco Lane, they got uh, suspended for three seasons, in the three years for their betting. Yeah. And it was a silly betting uh, what all they were doing were betting to, to cover themselves mm. with the bonuses, you know. Um, but as a player, oh, absolutely fantastic. You know, proper defender, what could defend, mm. didn't need protection. And when he got the ball, he came out and his passing, his passing and his passes were meaningful mm. and, and creative and give you the opportunity or give his teammates the opportunity uh, to create and, and, and you know and cause the opposition uh, all sorts of problems, you know we do get it with some of our our players, but we've always been obsessed with big strong centre halves and putting into Rosehead. Yeah. But it, Peter Swan was a football player. Yeah, it would, was he fifties and early sixties? TC Peter Swan. What 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 yeah. years did he play um, for Wednesday? Uh, early uh, late fifties. Yeah, mid, well said late. You know, 56, 57. Yeah, yeah. Um, right up to uh, 62, 63. I think that's when they got done, 64, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, well, I'm 66 now, so trying to get the dates. The thing is about when you play football, mm. you get dates wrong. Yeah. Because it's, it, the season goes 94, 95 or 61, 62. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like 61. Yeah, he starts at sixty-one. He ends in sixty-two. Yeah, I know. He, he, you know, he because is, I, yeah. you know, you don't really think about it. You just say, oh, 61 I played." No, it was sixty-two. Yeah, but it's both. It's sixty-one, sixty-two. You know what I mean? So it's something about that. Uh, it was sixty-four, sixty-five. You know, but mm. uh, what a player! What a player! Yeah, and what a sad miss. David it? Ford and Bronco Lane, absolutely mm. great players. Yeah, very, very sad to see. The older that we get, we see so many of our heroes um, yeah. sadly passing away. And it, it's... Well, he had he had dementia and also yeah, lots uh, of he players for a, a good few years. Terry Venables has just been recently diagnosed. I know, I've he? seen that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there just seems to be so so many of those um, those iconic players. And... I've, never, I've, never, I've never known footballers like, like uh, this last few years. What's... No. You know, Stamble, Frank Worthington, mm. you know, there's stacks of them now, isn't there? I know. The the, the least is, is sadly endless. Jack, there's a Bobby Charlton's got it, don't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. It's, yeah, I, I know. know. It's awful. 
It's awful too, so. But mm. the third book in uh, in in book corner this week is Origin Stories, and it's written by uh, Chris Lee of Outside Right. It's his book, and he's looking at the pioneers who took football to the world, and that's coming out in April. I think pretty much he's looking at all countries and what they did for football and how football grew in their countries and 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 how they took their game to the world. I know we know how we took our game, but he's researched this. It took him several years, so it's going to be a fantastic encyclopedia of football because this fella knows his stuff, trust me. Listen, that will take some research. And oh, that will, absolutely. When you think of, because he's going from, well... Um, under countries, 50, um, 60 countries. I'm not you know. sure how many countries, but there's going to be a lot of countries. And this fella knows his stuff. I mean, I I really enjoy listening to the podcast that he makes. So I should be buying the book that he's going to uh, write as well. Brilliant. And it's brilliant. Like I said, it's great that you're bringing these type of things to the attention of all football fans and for all football fans of all football team it's, it's, it's brilliant and we're also going to on the book corner as well stick in one um, that, that come out many years ago that Alan Hudson recommends and on this week's uh, uh, book corner. It's the Len Shackleton story, The Clown Prince of Soccer, written by Colin Mallon, that also wrote Mac- uh, Super Mac with, uh, with Malcolm MacDonald. A tremendous football writer is Colin. And in Alan Hudson's words, he says to me, the only way you'd put that book down is if you were illiterate. That's right. how good the book is, and Odu's a massive fan of uh, of Shaq as well. One of one of football's first mavericks. Right, you see, it's it's been a shame when we've had players like we we've, we've had in this country. Yeah, um, and they've always been criticised by our coaches mm-hmm. uh, of used excuse before because of poor coaching. Because anyway, I'll, I'll never change on it. Mm. I made a statement. Uh, after about four or five games about Grimsby Town, yeah. Jock and Thomas said to me, there's worse teams than Grimsby that in that league. Mm. I put on my wall, Grimsby Town will be in a relegation battle this season. Yeah. Right? Like I said about Man United, like I said about Manchester City, like I said about all these players and all these, and like I've said about managers. And it's turned out that way. They're in a mess now, but they're not going to get out of. Yeah. I mean... I didn't like talking about Grimsby because obviously I got my lad there and everything else and, yep. you know, you want him to do well. And I don't want to see Grimsby go down because the teams I've played for, mm. you know, I, I have a soft spot for, yeah. you know. But when I look at them and what Holloway has done there is a completely made a mess of it. Mm. And I mean a mess of it. I mean, I won't be behind the bush. I, I'll, I'll tell them to their face. Yep. I'm not one of these players. I've played with plenty of players uh, when the manager come in they'd all slag the manager off his tactics are on the chain his crap and everything else mm. and then as soon as manager come in yeah you know has anybody else to say has anybody got to say oh no, no nobody said no you know uh, and I put on the wall and, and Tom and Jock said to me dad there's worse teams I said let me tell you something mark my words you lot have in trouble Jock mm. right they are now four three games about, uh, played more than anyone else Right. Yep. Uh, where they're going to get players to come to play for them when they're already at bottom of the league? Yep. Nobody wants to go to a team what takes a team down. Yeah. Right. Uh, so they're in the right mess. The transfer window, uh, obviously, it's open. It's coming to end. Now. Is it next week? Next Friday? Is it? I believe it ends. I believe it closes on the first of February. Because Tom said, right. "Why does it close on the first of February?" I said, "Tom, don't ask me. I don't understand football." Well, when I days. played, it, it would open up all all year. Yeah, exactly. Apart from, didn't it, the second or third week in March it closed? Didn't it? it I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm sure it, it did. I, I always thought it was always open, and then they fetched the rule in. Uh, was it saying that it'll test how coaches are by having uh, you're going to have to coach players, but that's never worked neither. No, you. I mean, you you could purchase players at any time 
in uh, back in your days, back in them halcyon days of the golden age of football, TC. But I'm sure from a cut-off point, which could be the second or the third week in March, I'm sure that there was no transfers because I think that would have given an unfair advantage to teams that were trying to get out of the mire or win the leagues and stuff. So I've got an idea. I might be wrong. But I thought that, that in March... You, you probably you might, right, because you do more research than what I do. I do I, but I, I can only remember it. Yeah. You know, but, but what I was saying is turned is turn true. Yeah. What did I say about Tony Pulis? What did yeah, I say about absolutely. Tony Pulis? Yeah, yeah. I said, you know, I'm going to hold my breath mm. right, because I cannot believe that we've appointed Tony Pulis. Yeah. So I sacked him after 10 games. Yeah. Sacked him after 10 games. Mm. Right? They give him a two and a half year contract. Yep. Yeah. He ain't bothered, so is he? He's still going to get his dough. Oh, well, well, whatever happens, they're going to have to pay him. Exactly. Right? Unless the club goes bankrupt and things like that, then that's the only way they get the way we're not, get, we're not paying people. But I believe... But everything, I've turned, everything I've turned around and said, mm. from Grimsby, from Man United, to Sheffield Wednesday with Pulis, has turned out right. I've been watching Grimsby since... Uh, I get all the games on telly. I get any game on my t- on TV, any yeah, game, yeah. right? And I've been watching Grimsby, uh, and, and, and I used to say to, to, to Tom because obviously Jack, yeah, these are, these are, these have no chance, completely yeah. no chance. And then I look at it now, has it changed? No, yeah, the same type of players playing. Mm. So where's it going to get players from? Who's going to want to come to Grimsby, right? Mm. You're only going to get certain ones. What's not in anybody else's team, yeah. I mean, because they're not in anybody else's team, it doesn't mean they're, they're bad players. It just means that that manager doesn't fancy them. Absolutely. You yeah. know, and that's all that is. Mm-hmm. So when I look at, for me, they're going to finish back up in Conference League and I think Sheffield Wednesday would have got relegated if they kept over Pulis. And yeah. I don't, what did, did they win one game under Pulis? No, I, well, you're the Sheffield Wednesday fan, TC. I'm not. But maybe I've two. Got, I'm not sure. I don't think they did win a game under Pulis. Yeah. If, if 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 I was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire now and it was, did they win a game under Pulis? I'd phone a friend. Probably wouldn't be you <laughs> talking to you now. Well, I. But I'm, I'm sure, sure they didn't. I know you through. are. Yeah. And the reason why I've never talk, spoke about them up to this last year yeah. is because it always causes arguments, mm. and I always want him to, to to win, whether it's long ball or what. I don't want to watch long ball. Right? Yeah. But I've I've lost interest. When they put we appointed Pulis. Absolutely. Because I knew Birmingham what was going to happen. Yeah. I knew what was yeah. that has gone. That type of football has gone. Mm. It's finished. Yeah. I, I mean Birmingham have got Sammy Karanka. And and the problem the problem then you've got. Yeah. Right. Because I I want people to understand this. Mm. I ate sidewards and yeah. backwards football more than I ate the long ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. yeah. So what we're doing, what we're, we're trying to we're trying to keep the ball, our coaches, and he goes sidewards, backwards, slow, 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 slow. Yeah. Chelsea did that the other night. Yeah. Against Leicester. Uh, Chelsea, Chelsea just looked so so far off the pace. It's it's untrue. They never pressed. They never pressed. But you're watching it was just slow football. Put you know, the wrong you play players. Slow football, it, gives yeah. te- it gives teams time to adjust. Of course, it does get get men behind the ball and defend. That's what you got to play with. But play with a bit of tempo. Get the ball forward. But, you know, you're absolutely spot on, TC, and it's so frustrating. And while we're talking about the uh, the championship, let's just have a little bit of an EFL update. Norwich look as though they're going to have a quick return to the Premier League. Uh, seven points clear of Swansea, who do have a game in hand. Um, and Brentford third, Watford I've fourth. Give, I've, got give, I've got to give Norwich credit. Yeah. Because usually when they get relegated, um, they usually sack the manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've kept with him. Yeah. And look, it's fetching him back up again. Yeah. All right. It it may be it may it may happen like that for a couple of seasons. Yeah. Right. But as long as people can see it, Norwich, they can see improvement. Yeah. Stick with him. Yeah. Because they do play football. Yeah, they do play some lovely football. They will. They will keep giving. Uh, the benefits from the Premier League money wise. Yeah. And it will help them to buy better players. Yeah. And then to sustain themselves in in, in, in the Premier League, mm. you know things like that. Uh, if you can see, if a club of the fans and the directors of them football clubs can see that a manager 
you can see that the, the, there's always improvement and they're going down to enjoy, and they're enjoying that game of football. Sometimes they get beat. Yep. You know, we get the, the, odd, the odd fans will all go mad. Whatever way the players, all they want to do is see them win. Mm. But we all want to see his team win. But I'm one of them. I'm like you. I give the opposition uh, credit if they play better football than us. Absolutely. But as long as we're trying to win football matches, then I will always back us, 100%. Absolutely spot on. I prefer to watch my team or a team play football, try and play football the right way, progress rather than just win at all costs. I, I, I don't, I just don't get it. I don't see the point of it. Well, I, I don't want to watch it when it's, when it's like that. No, but I don't. When it's my own team, I finish up watching it just because you let you out of all your head. Who's the kid at Turks Swansea now? It's gone out of my head. Who was the manager? Yeah. He was the fella that was um, with Liverpool England. Yeah, Liverpool as well. He was at Liverpool. Yeah, name is Gates. I wrote about him. I wrote about him. He'll come to me. He'll come to me. He's done a great job at Swansea. Last season. I know he did. I wrote about him on my wall. Dark horse of Swansea City. Yep, you did. Right? Mm. And now, again, they've improved again. Win the game in hand. They go uh, four points behind. And he never had a great... Never had a great... I don't think he played football league. He still played a... Amateur level. Absolutely, yeah. I'm, listen, I'm, it's not about playing the game. Mm. Can you improve players? Yeah, he does. That's what I want from a coach. Yeah. Right? And I, I, I wrote about him last season. Um, watch Swansea. These, these are the dark horses. Yeah. And they were very unlucky not to get in the playoffs. Very unlucky mm. not to get in the playoffs. Um, but he's carried on this season with it. So I'd like to give him a mention. But... Sorry if it's going to hurt me, but obviously I'm, I'm getting to 66 and I'm starting to forget certain things now, but uh, he's well, done a great job at Swansea. Well, I'm 56 and I can't remember the bugger's name as well, but I know who you mean. And he's one of their managers that you 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 know him as soon as he comes on the telly. You can't remember his name because he, he manages an unfashionable side and you're trying to watch everything and he, his name always escapes well, you, but he's doing I've always a kept fantastic me, it's, job. It's, it's funny because I've always kept my eye on Swansea to see how he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. forgot his bloody name, but I'm doing yeah. that with lots of things lately. Yeah, don't worry about it because I forget people's no, I, names. I hope I'm not getting damaged. Well. That's what not frightened me. But I always think to myself, why do I keep forgetting things? Anyway. Yeah, I do as well. I mean, I do. I, you know, I go cleaning people's houses and I go into another room and I think, oh, I've just cleaned that. <laughs> so, I have senior moments all the time too. So, so Brentford are in third. I mean, Brentford are an unbelievable club. They tend to sell their best players, bring in other players and improve. It's incredible. Third place there. In fourth place, Watford. Reading in fifth. And Bournemouth just about three points clear of Middlesbrough in sixth. That's the top six. The bottom don't look very good for either you or me. Wickham are bottom of the pile. And they they were odds on to get relegated before the ball was kicked. So there's no surprise there. Sheffield Wednesday had that points deduction. You're one but bottom. And then Rotherham, Derby, Forest and Birmingham, followed by Coventry and QPR. It's going to be a race to stay up. That guy's up. just coming to my head, Steve Cooper. Yeah, that's the boy. Steve that's the Cooper fella. coming to my head. Well done, TC. Um, but going back, when you said about Sheffield Wednesday, it's a good job we have, we've had those... Six points being stated. Yeah, absolutely. I was, you know, I mean, I don't know who we're going to appoint because, and I've not heard nothing mm. whatsoever. When I wrote about the German manager, it was only through uh, keep researching and, you know, trying to look at the right people, what uh, are saying things, because that's how you get what I think is the yeah. most truthful story, what comes out. Yeah. But, I mean, they're, they're still paying for the bunk. Because he's on gardening leave now, yep. they've stacked Pulis to, to paying him. Where they're going to get the money from? Because they've been they've been financial difficulties, Sheffield Wednesday, to appoint another manager. Honestly, it's incredible when you look at how football clubs manage their their manage their business model because that that that's the way they look at it as a business and they're businessmen. And you think, how the hell did you ever accumulate such wealth to buy these when? You manage this football club in think such a bad it. way. It's think incredible you're not insolvent. Yeah, just think about how they accumulate, exactly. accumulate wealth. Just, and that all you got to do is, is think about it. Exactly, TC. And that, I think you've just nailed the uh, the reason how and why they take... Could any football... Yeah. Could, could any football... Could any business no. run like a football club? No, absolutely not. What would happen to it? It'd just go bank, bankrupt. Bankrupt. You'd be, in, you'd be running it insolvent. Right. It's incredible. So, 
how they how they uh, accumulate their wealth. The answers in with all that. Yep, absolutely too. So totally agree. By the way, a little clear up from last week. Tiago Alcantara yeah, was the uh, Tiago, yeah. yeah. Don Ascimento. So I don't think he's related to Pele, but he does seem to have the last Don Ascimento uh, to him. Brazilian Spanish. He's age 29 and he was born in Italy. Work that out. Right, work that out, yeah. <laughs> That's Europe for you now, isn't it? Or the world, I should say. Yeah, well, he's... Um, We're he, all as one now. His dad was, was, uh, was won the World Cup with Brazil. I, I'll be honest, I don't remember him. But in 1994, his dad won the World Cup with Brazil. Who so, was his dad? I don't know. I looked at it and, and I didn't recognise the name. I thought, oh, well, whatever. And he has got a brother that plays football as well. But that I, I wanted to find out because I couldn't just remember his name when we were talking. It was doing my head in for the whole of the podcast last week. Three keepers for the Euros, TC. Are they going to be doing Southgate's head in? And um, what order would you pick them? One two and three. Who would be your picks for the Euros? Well, I'll surprise you, me. I wouldn't take Pete, uh... Pickford. Pickford. I would not take Pickford. Yep, go on. Um, the boy at Burnley. So you'd have... Would, would he be your first choice? Because he would, not sure. he would be see, mine. Look, when I make these statements about yep. these three keepers, well, I'm going to say this. The yep. problem at Man United, because I'd take Henderson anyway. Yep. I think he's a great goalkeeper. Yep. But you've got Dave, David D.A., right? And for me, it, it doesn't make any difference whether the goalkeepers plays or not because mm. they don't do any running anyway. Yep. Right? And the other one I would take is the one at Southampton. Yeah. Right? Those would be my three goalkeepers I would take. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Come on, come in to me, the kid at Southampton. Again, he's another one. <laughs> his name is... He's a good keeper. I quite like him. He's that good, you forgot his name. But... Don't forget, I'm 66 now. It's not, you know, it's not as though I'm 26. I would remember everything what I knew about football. It's um, it's the um, the Alcantara scenario, we'll call yeah. it, and situation. Yeah, but is it McCarthy? Is it McCarthy. It's McCarthy, it. isn't it? McCarthy, that's his name. Um, and I, I do like him now because he's playing in in team at Burnley and. Uh, and he would be a big Mr. Burn- Burnley, yeah. just like Sheffield United one when Henderson left them. Mm-hmm. Sheffield United, Burnley had sold him. They need to hold on to him to keep them into Premier League for me. Yeah. Uh, their goalkeeper. Uh, so for, for me, uh, as a manager, you've got to see him play in training. You've got to see him, yeah. you know. That's what I want about playing in training. Yeah. And that'll tell me who, who, who's really wanting to push himself. You know, even I mean, I mean, you get the ones who are laid back. It doesn't mean they're not pushing themselves. Absolutely, it, yeah. Because you know, I've, I told you, I've played with players who are so yeah. absolutely lazy in training. Come Saturday, yeah, yeah, and they never stop running. And yeah. the ones who are running all week mm. couldn't run on a Saturday. Yeah. So, uh, people have got to stop looking and say, "Oh, well, he's working hard in training, so we're going to put him, mm. and we're not going to play him because he don't work hard in training." You know, you've got to pick what you think's right. Yeah. And you've got to be able to pick up on it if it's not working. Absolutely. You know, so I would, I'd want to see him in training. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't worry about playing any one of them first. Yeah. How's that? Yeah, absolutely. You know what spot I mean? on too. So. Uh, but I would only pick what I thought, you know, uh, what's doing r- really well, but it wouldn't put it up. It wouldn't put it, put me off by if somebody were laid back. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Next week, TC, we're going to uh, pick our team. If the Euro started tomorrow, we're going to pick our team, what your first 11 would be. The week after would be our full um, 23. And then the week after that, we're going to pick six who would be on the um, substitutes bench, i.e. Um, if one of the te- one of the players in the team pulled out, who would be on that standby list. So that's the next three weeks podcasts involving England. Just going back to Swansea briefly, uh, Conor Hurahane from Villa has gone there till the end of the season. And there is certainly speculation. I don't, I haven't noticed whether the transfer has gone through yet, but Jordan Morris of Seattle Sounders looks as though he's off to the um, south of Wales to play for Swansea as well. 
So they're bolstering their squad, yeah, absolutely. There'll be two uh, good uh, acquisitions for. I think so. Yeah, I think so. You can only see Swansea improving. I mean, Ulan always looked well when he played with Villa in the Championship, so that'll be a big big plus. Because not only that, uh, Mm. uh, Swansea playing quite well. Yeah, I think he'll fit. He'll fit the way of playing. When you sign the player, Mm. you know, Villa try and play football. And he's gone to Swansea. It's no good mm. going to a team that's going to play a long ball. Absolutely. Or a slow game for them type of players, what you've just signed at Swansea. Yeah. No, I, th- I think both Vinch of them could, could be great fits for Swansea. So watch this space. It really looks as though it's going to heat up because we're over a half of the season gone so far now. So the Premier League, it looks as though anyone's going to win that. And the Championship, it looks as though anyone's going to win that. And do you know what? That's what I like with football. I like it to be open, to be... Um, I don't know who's going to stop Manchester City like, but like no, I said, uh, yeah. I, I give Man United a chance because... The only thing what City will hold City back now, because mm. they are played with such confidence, it's untrue, is, I mean, I thought Villa played quite well, but they had everybody behind the ball. Yeah. Right? But Jack looked so cool when he got the ball. It was, a, you know, it was just unbelievable to watch. Absolutely. And I was watching Man City, but I was watching Jack. Yeah, I mean... I, I mean, he, he played a couple of balls the other night. What absolutely... Other players can't even think about playing those kind nah, of balls. absolutely. And, and as you always say, TC, he's so composed. No. But I don't and want to go on all the time because I don't want people to think so-and-so because watch him, learn from him uh, and admire him because he, he's going to be one of our big pluses. Absolutely. Uh, at, the, at the international level. Absolutely, TC. Uh, City, look, they look back, bang on. Yeah, I've to form like there were two years ago. Yeah, I've posted that a few times. I, I just think City a, a, a different class. You so want I'd the... just like to say once more though, all these people just keep saying the overpass. Yeah, I will gain into a little bit of a discussion with Budgie. They've got to learn what can Manchester City do with the ball other than throw it into the box. Yeah, and then if they throw it into the box, there's seven or eight men in the box. I, I... That's why the overpass. Well, they don't overpass, but when they do, when they pass it, it's still with the tempo. Yeah. And it and it's and it's um it's it's for them to create space for to pull people out. So uh, it's never boring football, but it's boring watching these teams defend like like they do. That's what the yeah. problem is. Absolutely. I feel sorry for, for City. And I, I do like uh, watching you, Budgie and Simon, uh, having, having a bit of a go. <laughs> Are they going to do an arm wrestle, them two, Budgie and Simon? And I did like when Budgie put up about the ball. His favourite ball was the uh, the mitre and uh, Simon's favourite ball's the uh, the tango. And he said, well, I'll put it past you a few times. Well, I must have missed that one, else I would have put those old, 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 old leather footballs. I'm going to get one of those leather footballs and have a look to see which one it was on that... Uh... Now they put those balls on. I'll get one. I'll put mine on. My favourite one was those uh, leather ones. What uh, if you wanted them when they got wet through? You knew you you had an headache. Talking about people that used to head that ball uh, wet through and was a tremendous uh, header of the ball. Sadly, no longer with us. And we do support the Jeff Astle Foundation. Foundation. So let's briefly talk about Jeff in the history vault. Did you come across Jeff during your time at football in, in the game, TC? No, not as I can remember. Yeah. But uh, obviously, I remember Jeff Astle mm. when uh, West Brom played Everton in the cup final. Yes. 68. Eight. Yeah, that's eight. Scored. Yeah. Every 68. round. Remember him coming on for the quarter final for England, was it? Yeah, against Brazil when um yeah. he he had that shot that just went round the post and people remind Jeff. I I interviewed Dawn a f- couple of years ago now for one of my from my seventy series and uh, she was saying that, that Dad just he, he don't bat he never bat an eyelid at, <laughs> over that. Lots of people it, it would really hinder them and it would sit yeah. with them forever. But Jeff just it's just one of those but things. Most of all, those yeah. were those were big big things. But he yeah. was a good centre forward, Jeff Arsenal. Yeah, he was. But having a centre forward in those days, yeah. he had wingers, and wingers got to byline. Yeah. And cross balls in. Yeah. And so it it even looked more spectacular because if it was a good ball coming in, timing of a of, of a Jeff, Jeff still a Jeff Hurst, that type of thing, mm. you know, Toshaks and all these type of players coming on, on onto those type of balls, yeah. it looked great. 
Um, where I feel sorry for centre forwards nowadays is uh, they play a right a right footer on left and left on right, so they yeah, get shots at goal. They're yeah. not crosses either. No, absolutely. The di- diagonal balls when they put a ball into a box, it's a yeah. diagonal one, isn't it? Absolutely. So you see, the but game good, was great player, very top player, Jeff Hassel. But he had, a, he had a great teacher at Notts County, uh, the great Tommy Lawton. Lawton, yeah. And uh, 103 games he played for, league games for uh, for County, scored 31. 292 league games for the Albion, 137. These are just league goals, not great you know, record, cup games. Oh, absolutely. And five times he, he played for England. A true legend of the game. And on, on the My 70s series, uh, Dawn was telling, telling me of, of a situation when Jeff and Lorraine, his, his wife, went to the Molyneux to do a, a Q&A with, with Wolves supporters and there was I think there was Doug Ellis there was a, a Wolverhampton Wanderers player that that wasn't playing at the time that was doing it and, and Jeff so there was three of them and when they introduce you to the crowd you know you get the booing because it's Jeff Astle the Albion and he just stood up and started singing what do you want to meet those eyes at me for? <laughs> and, and the, and the, the, the Wolverhampton Wonder supporters were doing the do up, do up, do up and, and joining in with Jeff. And, and, and Lorraine said, said, Dawn, he had them eating out of his hands. And by the end of the night, they were saying, why don't you come play for us, Jeff? Why don't you play for us? Absolutely to be honest, fans, you know, fans, yeah. are, they have a go at you. Yeah, but you go to these and do after dinner speaks at these football grounds. Yeah, and even those upper opposition fans. Yep. You know, you do get them in your hands, and they are nice. But it's like oh, else, they're trying to put you off. They want you to have a bad game. Yep. And so that's why the you know they abuse you and everything else mm. um, when you're playing against them. But in general, uh, when when you meet these fans, they're quite good to you. Yeah, absolutely too. So have you noticed the time, by the way? I can hear the Yes, yeah, so I've got to go because I've got a job to do. Yep, and it's t- you won last week. Uh, you, you got two correct forecasts to my one, so it's 4-4. Four, four. So let's quickly go through the football forecast this week. And because you won, you pick the song this week, TC. So any song that you like, you can pick. Choice is up to you. Villa versus Newcastle United at Villa Park. How do you see this game going? Yeah, 3-0. I can see Jack ripping them apart. Yeah, I'm going to go 3-0. I think it could be Bruce's last stand at Villa Park. And football does have that. It was a funny funny, um, interview he gave. You know, he was going to do it his way. Do you know what? I was amazed. What did I say all the week? These are multi-millionaires. I don't know if I said it to you. I'll put it on my wall. These are multi-millionaires. If you're going to get the sack, go out trying to play football or trying to win a match. Yeah. The reason why... Mm. They play like they do is because they don't want to get beat four or five. Yeah, absolutely. But they're going to get beat anyhow. You play like that, you're going to get beat if you're Newcastle. And and again, as much as I love to watch certain teams, I absolutely hate watching Newcastle. I think they're a real tough watch. They're a fantastic club. Fantastic fans deserve better than what they're being dished out, uh, well dished up by Newcastle United at the moment. Swansea versus Forest in the FA Cup. Um, battle. It's going to be pretty much reserve teams, isn't it, in this fourth round of the FA Cup? Whose reserve team's going to come off the better? Swansea flying I'm going to go for Swansea. Is it at Swansea? It's at Swansea, yeah. I'm going to go for um, because we know they're going for the uh, to get promotion or absolutely get, yeah. into the uh, playoffs. Yeah, but I think Forest will play even a lesser team because yeah. they're, they're going to try and uh, keep the status in the championship. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to go for a one-nil Swansea. Yeah, I'm going to go two-nil for Swansea. I can't see anything other than a Swansea win. Um, and by the way, with the FA Cup, it's after ex- well, sorry, it's before after 90 minutes before extra time. Uh, the result stands. Everton versus Sheffield Wednesday, a, a rerun of the 1966 uh, FA Cup final, wasn't it? Your boys, 2-0. Started 2 0, ever so well, and got B 3 2. You've got a problem there. Does Everton want to try and win a, a cup competition? They should. Right? Yeah. Uh, they're not going to get relegated. No. Right? When they go in Europe, they'd only play a weakened team when they go in Europe. So not why not try and win a, uh, an FA Cup? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because they're not going to win the Champions League. No, uh, can't. They're not going to Premier League, I mean, sorry. No, but they can't win the, the Champions League. League. I don't think they're good enough to get in the top four. So if they're not good enough to gain the top four, mm. uh, 
I'm going to go for Everton because Wednesday will. I mean, I would play my best team. Yeah. Because if you get a result, it gives you conf- it breeds confidence. Of course, it does. That's what I would do. Yep. But everybody's different. Yeah. Um. So Wednesday will play a weakened team, I think. Um. And if they play a half decent team, what are they going to do? You know as well as I what they're going to do. Yep. They'll just get everybody behind the ball and try not to lose it. Yeah. That way, or get beat one nil and think, well, we've done well. Mm. So what so do you reckon, I, TC? I'm going to go two uh, nil Everton. Yeah, I'm going to go three nil Everton. I can't see anything other than uh, a win for the Toffee men. Uh, QPR versus again another one of your uh, your your former clubs, Derby County, but this time it's in the AFL. It's not an FA Cup game. This one isn't. I'm going to go for a two nil Derby. Ooh, okay. That's opened it up a little I bit. I think Rooney being appointed. Uh, the look as though they're playing some good stuff. I'm yeah. impressed with Rooney. Yeah, know, he's, he's doing got, okay. He's got that guy. Listen, he's got that. He won't stand, he won't stand any nonsense. No, you're right, He's not trying to lose in football. You, you mm. know, he, he's a strong character. Yeah. He's not trying to lose in football matches. Mm. I'm going to go for a 2 0 Derby. Well, I'm going to go two-one to QPR. So we've we've differed on that. That means prediction. I'm going to win this week. Thank <laughs> you, Derby. <laughs> and finally, TC Saints versus Arsenal. I think this could be a cracking game. Saints versus Arsenal mm. again. Who wants to win it? Do they want to win it? That's the problem. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm suggesting go, I'm both for, should. I'm going to go for Southampton. Score. 2-1. Two, 2-1 one. Two, one to Southampton. I'm going to go for a 1-1 one, one and goes into extra time and it could possibly go to penalties that game. I don't think there's going to be an awful lot in that. And and I think that both teams should really put out strong sides to, uh, to try and win the game because you win this game, you're in the fifth round, you get a decent draw. Yeah. Although I think the draw's already been made, but I don't know who they've got. It has, but... it has hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it, it has, yeah. It has. But I, I don't watch it because it's BBC. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I don't watch much. I watch nothing on BBC, Kathy, so I, you know, and that doesn't stop me not knowing it because I should have looked to see who, who people uh, yeah. have drawn. Uh, you, you can see it on, on Facebook. People do yeah. put it up there. Uh, but I knew straight away Everton drawn uh, Sheffield Wednesday because obviously you get the Wednesday fans on saying a great draw against Everton. Yeah, absolutely, TC. And just before you uh, pick the record, uh, a, a shout out to a couple of um, football magazines, Back Pass magazine. When Saturday comes, four four two, and the number one online football masters magazine as well. And uh, you know, all the podcasts that are out there, all the different books by authors and podcasters. Good luck, best wishes to to everybody. And I will see you next week. Love to you and yours, yep. TC. And thanks, everyone, yep. for listening. Love to you and yours. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And the record I'm going to go out with is Dave Edmonds, I hear you knocking. Brilliant. Okay. Tom and TC. Have a good weekend, everyone. And have a good, a good weekend, you and your family, Gabby. Bye-bye. Absolutely. Cheers, pal. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.